What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets in the car, while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. You got me or what? Yeah, you're there. Hold on a minute. Oh, no, you don't. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. I'm here, I'm here. Lately, I'm trying all my pants, and all my pants are long on me, and I... Rita, could you have gotten shorter? I, I had to get shorter. My pants are all long, and I'm not investing in new pants. I'm just pulling them up higher. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to be 92. Doesn't it pay to me to invest in a good pair of pants? How many years do you think I'll wear them? <laughs> Listen, if you live in New York City, to take a pair of pants in to be shortened if they got lining. You could buy a new pair. Not worth it. That's very true. Bring them to me, Reed. I'll shorten them for you. <laughs> Rita. Ellen. Are you excited? We're going to be speaking to Connie Stevens, who was oh. one of my favorite actresses when I was younger. Oh, my goodness. And her granddaughter, Skylar. This is her granddaughter with ex-husband, Eddie Fisher. Right. Oh, my goodness. Also one of our favorites when we were growing up. Connie Stevens, I could see her in front of me now. She was and probably still is a beautiful blonde woman. She was gorgeous and she could sing. You know what? They don't have the beautiful musicals and love stories that they had in the day of Connie Stevens. No. I could hardly think of a star of today in that category. Can you? No. No. We gotta hear this, Connie Stevens. Exactly, Rita. Scorchy is the funniest thing ever. You guys have to look up. Connie Stevens is Scorchy, the hottest cop on the force. She plays like a spy. She's like, put your hands up. Nobody move a muscle. Please don't anybody move a muscle. Me and my cousins used to do that like all the time to each other. <laughs> and you know the reproduction song from Grease 2? Reproduction, reproduction. Oh God. She was the teacher, the hot teacher. <laughs> Okay, 
Are you ready? I've been ready. I'm born ready. <laughs> Connie Stevens is my grandmother. I call her Nana. She's 83 years old and she lives in Los Angeles. I call her Sky, my precious gem, and my best girl. My best girl. <laughs> I've been hearing that my whole life and I'm like, shh, I can't say that in front of the other grandchildren. <laughs> You might know her from Scorchy, Love Boat, or being the hot teacher from Grease 2. <laughs> You're just so cool. No. <laughs> I like her charm. She's always laughing, and she's steadfast and in charge. She's a Leo, so I think lion, I think strong, and she's sparkly. Sparkly. <laughs> it wasn't like, oh, there's nothing else to do. Let's go to Nana's house. It was like, no, that is the thing to do. <laughs> She's like here for a good time, not a long time. Yes, just as long as you live life fully to the very, very inch of it. There's definitely a difference between having like a famous Nana versus a regular grandma. I mean, here's someone who has the most expertise and has been in the industry a long time. I mean, after my dance shows, you know, you come out the stage door, people are giving flowers and you're talking to your family and there's a whole crowd of people. And then I would go, all right, it's time to go get Nana's notes. Let's go get Nana's notes. Get your arm. How was it? And you'd be like, you know, you could extend your arm a little bit more in that one part. Couldn't help it. I couldn't help that it. That made me better, though. You know, no one else's grandparents is going to be like, this is what you need to do tomorrow night to make it better. Every performance, Nana's there. With flowers. With flowers and notes. <laughs> Very nice. Yes. Not only a, a grandmother and a grandchild relationship, it's a professional relationship. She goes to all her performances and then gives a critique on it, just like we're giving a critique on their relationship. Rita, that's our thing. We give critiques. That's our talent. We're critical. We're critical, you know. But this was interesting. It's a sort of on a little different level. You can see she respects her grandmother all the way. And you can hear Connie Stevens' love for that child, too. Oh, absolutely. You can absolutely hear it. You don't have to be famous. That's right. That love that a grandmother has is just magical. Yeah. Okay, Rita. The producers have handed me the part titles. And here's the first one. Part one, Grandma's Cocoon. What was the song, Something Lend Me Your Comb? Oh, Cookie, Lend Me Your Comb. Cookie, cookie, lend me your comb. <laughs> it was so cookie, stupid. Cookie? Sweetheart, I bought a house with that. <laughs> it was like number one for years. So cool. <laughs> what made you want to go into show business? Well, I was lonely as a little girl. My brother went in the army, my dad was on the road, my grandma passed away. So I used to go to the movies all the time for 21 cents. Oh my gosh. It was great. Crazy. And I just grew up with the idea that I was going to do that. Uh. After I became popular, I went back to Brooklyn and I was so excited to talk to everybody on the block. And there was this lady, her name was Maisie. Did I ever tell you this? I don't think so. We had stoops, and Maisie, she'd sweep the stoop every day. And if you went near her and talked to her, which we did, we teased her, she'd try to hit you with the broom. She'd say, get out of here, you damn kid. Get out of here. 
said we'd laugh and run away. So I go home. My picture is playing at Radio City Music Hall, and I see her across. She's an old, old woman. And I go quietly over there, and I said, Maisie, do you remember me? And she looked at me and said, Get out of here, you damn kid. Get out of here. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> Nothing changed, honey. And that's the way life is, really. That's Brooklyn, too. Yeah, it is. I wish I could time travel and go back and see you when you were in Brooklyn. I wish <laughs> you could. I lived in the Italian section, and on the next side was the Jewish section. So my grandma spoke Yiddish, and the lady next door spoke a little Italian. So they both spoke each other's languages. Yeah. That's very cute. Yeah. What was your relationship like with your parents and your grandparents? Because I know you had an interesting kind of dynamic. I was a daddy's girl, and he was a musician, and he went on the road. So I was awarded by court to my grandparents, my Italian grandparents. Consequently, I spoke only Italian till I was five. Yeah. My dad, of course, came home off the road many times in his beautiful Packard convertible with his cashmere coat. That's where you got it from. Yeah. When he came home, all the windows would go up. And the ladies in the neighborhood would say, your father's home, your father's home. Teddy, Teddy, and he'd wave. He just sparkled, you know, he just had it. I almost want to say he's like the godfather. He was funny, he was talented. I loved my family very much. I never knew that we were poor till I was about 30. (laughs) Right. I was in a cocoon. I feel like you've provided that for at least your grandkids. And I got it from my grandmother. Yeah, so it's been passed down for sure. I feel like I was in such a little cocoon and I felt very safe growing up. Well, that's the way you're supposed to feel. That's what we want for you. You're growing up to be self-sufficient so that somebody can't come along and bust your bubble. And you're compassionate, which is my favorite attribute. Uh. Very sweet relationship. When she talks about the Brooklyn, one side of the street was Jewish, one side of the street was Italian. Right. Absolutely. That's the way Brooklyn was. That's how I grew up as well. Exactly how I grew up. Exactly. And I think it's still like that. There's a connection between Italian and Jewish grandmothers and families. I always say. Right. Jewish and Italian, you can intermingle them. You'd never know the difference. The Italian people were your best friends, and they felt the same way about Jewish. They knew we were always there for each other. Right, exactly. You know what? I used to go to my grandmother's house, and there was a woman, of course, is what she was talking about. I used to stand by my grandmother's window and watch her get her. Get her on the street. Everybody hated her. She did the same thing. She was always cleaning up the street. We had Mrs. Sweeney. It was the same thing. There was always somebody. There's always somebody and say, get out of here, you kid. I'm telling you, you lived in a neighborhood. It wasn't just your building. Right, right. Most of your shopping was in a fruit store, a butcher. Yeah, absolutely. I remember there was a butcher that used to say to my mother, Mrs. Bernstein, I got for you a piece of flesh. 
you'll die from eating it. <laughs> Listen, times have changed. She's still good with her grandkids, and she's giving that sense of security and the what should I say, the cocoonness to her grandchild too. Right. Oh, that's a good word, Ray. It's a word I made up, but it's not in the dictionary. Really? (laughs) (laughs) Amongst other words that I use. (laughs) Okay, Rita. Next up, we have part two, the last contract player. We are ready. So when you were young, the big Hollywood studios used to have contract players. They basically were on contract to perform just for those studios, right? Yeah. I know you were like one of the last ones. I was the last one. The very last one. I have a picture on the wall inside of all the contract players. There's, you know, Natalie Wood and Carol Lindley. In the dining room. Yes, you saw. Yeah, I've seen it. So that meant that you couldn't go work at any other studios. You had to do... Well, not without permission. Oh, right, right, right. How did you first get to Hollywood? What was the big break? Well, I sang with three boys, and we had a group called The Foremost. Oh, right. We sang four-part harmony that was very intricate at the time. And the boys went on to become the Letterman. Right. I went to high school with them, and they're still popular today. I should have stayed with them. (laughs) (laughs) I got discovered from that group by Jerry Lewis. He made me laugh so hard. He always did. It was embarrassing I was laughing so hard. So I went to meet Jerry Lewis, and he said, she's got a funny bone. She's got the part. (laughs) And Warner Brothers bought my contract, and they put me in a series, Hawaiian Eye, which became maybe number two in the world with Bonanza. The other big show you did was Love Boat, right? Oh, Love Boat. I was the most frequent guest. I should be rich, but I'm not. (laughs) They didn't give me any residuals. Oh, wow. Warner Brothers is so cheap. That's crazy. So I asked for permission to do a film, and they said, no, your contract isn't up for another $50,000 or some crazy thing. And I said, keep the money. Let me go. That's what I did. (laughs) Crazy girl. Gave away my money. Guess who had their dressing rooms? Right above me. Sammy Davis, Joey Bishop, Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra, the Rat Pack. They were the most popular people in all of show business at the time. Yeah. One day, I'm walking by, and they're all laughing and stuff, and they said... I think she is. I said, she's what? (laughs) They said, shorter than Sammy Davis. (laughs) So we had a contest, and they measured me, and I was shorter than Sammy, so I won. (laughs) I took the brunt of it all the time. Were they loud? Yes, until they went to work. (laughs) What did you do in your breaks? Played basketball. Oh, my gosh. Because we had a lot of time together, so... In between, we would get our shots together. That's cool. (laughs) It was fun. She was a star. Absolutely, a big star. 
And I can't imagine that she's she shorter than Sammy Davis. She must be my height. <laughs> I love her now. I love her. And basketball, I could never play basketball. I just was a little bit bigger than the ball. I mean, um, I don't know how she played. I got to meet her. We have to arrange for us, for me to meet her. Yes. She's sweet. She's really sweet. And she's very humble, um, Connie. Yes, you know, she's yes. not, after all, she was a big, I love boat. I used to love that. I, I'm telling you. I remember you, her on we, love boat. I do. Love boat. Yeah, da, 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 da. yeah. It was really a nice program. I don't know if you got the feeling that it was a little bit, not anger. It was, Regret. Regret. A little regret, exactly. They did take advantage of her. Yes, but I think that they took advantage of everybody in those days. They did. The Warner Brothers had that reputation to start with. They were not easy to deal with. I don't know that any of the studios were particularly kind to their players. That's true. That's true. Listen, everybody has regrets. I should have, I should have, I could have. That's the way life is. That's right. For movie stars as well as the public. I guess we all have. Nothing major that I could think of. And if I did certain things, that I could, <laughs> I'm not telling. <laughs> well, we have to take a little break now so you can find out how to buy a new mattress or get a new website or order stamps. Very exciting stuff. So hang in there, folks. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty system for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant. Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies to steal a moment for yourself before the week ahead. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Okay, guys, we're back. 
Cookie, cookie, lend me your... I don't remember the tune, but I remember the words. What did they say? Don't give up your day job? That's right. That's right. Okay, Rita. Next up, we have part three. 16 Reasons Why I Love You. Your most famous song, though, was... 16 Reasons. 16 Reasons. Why I Love You. Why I Love You. The way you comb your hair. See, you don't think of things like that anymore. We used to think of the way you comb your hair, the way you pick your tie, whatever. Now they go to the first base immediately. <laughs> you stay off first base. Oh, no. <laughs> I wanted to ask you how you met Eddie. Oh. How you met Popsy, my grandfather. Because I don't think I ever heard the full story. Well, I was in trouble. I was confused. I was coming out of a divorce with Jim Stacy. I didn't know what I was going to do. I was going to go to Broadway or stay and do another television show. And I took a job and I played the Plaza Hotel in New York. And he had just finished there. So he came to see my show and he was really kind and sweet. And he was the kind of guy I'd say, I, I love the New York pretzels on the street. So he said, can I get you anything? I said, you can get me a pretzel. And he came back with 10 of them. Oh my gosh. I like that. <laughs> yeah. And he could sing. He could just open up his mouth and just sing. Five o'clock in the morning. I have often walked. He was kind. He would give you the shirt off his back if you liked it. And um, he was fun. He was a fun guy. His problem with the drugs. Otherwise, I'd probably still be with him. Yeah. Mom always said he was very charming, like everybody oh. was charmed by him. He, he, he was. He was just the golden boy, yeah. you know? He really was. I didn't really know him. That's right, you didn't. He would have made you laugh. He was good at that. Yeah. He was a little strange character. <laughs> What do you mean by strange? You know, he was from another era, and he was from the old country, and he acted like it. <laughs> and I was a shiksa. That's a non-Jewish girl. And he'd say, Eddie, what are you doing with another shiksa? <laughs> well, there is like kind of a special club of Eddie Fisher's wives. Yeah, well, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> you got to lay it on me. What's the dating advice? Dating advice? Yeah. I go with you. <laughs> I got to see what he looks like. Check his pockets. Nana's approval. Yeah. No, I think you can pick the nice guy. <laughs> We've trained you well. <laughs> well, can we talk about Elvis? <laughs> you little devil. Elvis was the best kisser. Oh, la la la. I don't need to hear that. He was the sweetest. He was a lot of fun. And we were friends till he died. I think she's holding back. In those years, it doesn't stop at a kiss, but so what? You don't know. I I, I, I don't know. Nobody knows. You know, there used to be rumors about her and Elvis. So well, whatever it is, it was, it was. You know what? I don't care about what's doing in anybody else's bed. I really don't. Right. 
No, listen, what's good for them is good for them. That's all. Absolutely. How long was Connie married to Eddie? Long enough to give her two daughters and grandchildren. Eddie Fisher in his day was a big deal. He had songs like, Oh My Papa. Oh My Papa. Oh My Papa. I really was a very big Eddie Fisher fan. Everybody was. I had an autographed picture of him that hung on my mirror. He had a beautiful voice. Yes, he, he really did. did. He had a and beautiful he had cute voice. curly hair. Especially, I hate to say it, and I don't want, if you were Jewish, he was like, you know. Yes, that was a big thing. That was a big thing. That was a big deal for the Jews. I mean, how many Jews? They were all Italians. Vic Damone, uh, Frankie Valli, all of them. Not one was a Jew. He was the only Jew. <laughs> oh, my papa. papa to, to me, me you're so, so wonderful. wonderful. Oh, my papa. To me, me he was so, so good. good. <laughs> Oh, my papa was like a Jewish love song. What yes, can I tell yes. you? Rita, do you remember that when he was married to Debbie Reynolds and they were like the hottest couple in Hollywood? Oh, right. They had two children and everything. One of which was Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher. Right, right. And then all of a sudden he divorced Debbie Reynolds and he married Elizabeth Taylor. Oh, my goodness. Mike Todd was married to Elizabeth Taylor and Eddie Fisher was his best friend. When Mike Todd died, died, he tried to console Elizabeth Taylor. Right, right. And that consoling became, I mean, to get Elizabeth Taylor to marry you was not a big deal. She only had eight or nine. <laughs> <laughs> Am I right? Absolutely right. And after Elizabeth Taylor left him for Richard Burton. Richard Burton. Eddie went from Elizabeth Taylor to Connie to Stevens. To Connie Stevens. But... She said he had a problem of drugs. That's a big problem in a relationship. Sweet and kind is nice, but that's that's a big thing. Of course. Yeah. And you know what? It was a marriage that didn't work out, but look what she got from it. Exactly. She had wonderful children and grandchildren, so that's where her heart is at this point. Yes. All right, time for another ad break. What should we do this time, Ellen? You know what? Maybe we should bet on a horse. Get on a horse. <laughs> I'm lucky, Rita. I am very, very lucky. The first time I ever went to a horse race, I bet on a horse. Barney's boy. I made a killing, like close to $1,000. Peter said, whatever made you bet on Barney's boy? I said, your father is Barney, and you're Barney's boy. So, oh, that was so cute. <laughs> That's as good a reason to bet on a horse as any. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's full regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon. Serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty system for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade 
with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies to steal a moment for yourself before the week ahead. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Okay, we're back. Rita, how much did you put on that ad break? Oh, my goodness. That's it. You know, I went to AAA. I don't bet on horses anymore. I was the only one that came into AA with a gambling problem. Rita, you needed to see a psychiatrist for that. AA is for nothing. A psychiatrist costs you a lot of money. And I'm back on the headphones, ready to start the rest of the podcast. Okay, Rita, let's see what happens. It's really like an enticing novel. Part four, Singing for the Troops with Bob Hope. Oh. Bob Hope was the entertainer of that era. And he used to gather together the top entertainers and bring them to where the troops were. They'd put on a big show. And it was such a shot in the arm for these people who were battle-weary. It was a wonderful thing for the boys. And I guess Connie Stevens was one of them that volunteered. We're about to find out. Right. I'm, like, fascinated that you were there, not just alive, but present for so many crazy world events that I can only read about. But let's talk about this. Were you dating Neil Armstrong? (laughs) I don't know if that's the word. (laughs) Of course, I went on the road with Neil, and that was really something. You went on tour with Neil Armstrong? Well, I was in Vietnam. Oh, so this was a part of the USO tour. Yep. So Neil Armstrong went with you for that to, like, entertain the troops? Right after he landed on the moon, he went with us. So that was an interesting part of my life. Oh, my gosh. Neil and I met in Vietnam and continued our relationship. We got along really great. Okay. (laughs) So it's kind of a big deal that you performed with Bob Hope. Oh, I went all over the world with Bob Hope. You know, Connie, you're my kind of girl. You've got everything. Talent, beauty, and me. I was in Vietnam many times. Thanks, Bob, and you're my kind of guy. Well, when you've got it, you've got it. I was in Vietnam, and the mood of the country was not happy. And everybody wanted the soldiers to come home, and there was a lot of unrest. So I went out and sang, and I noticed that the whole country was acting differently. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, they caught some Viet Cong, two young guys, and I ran over there, and they couldn't have been more than 15 years old. 
And I said, what are you doing? What? They're 15 years old. What are you doing? You know? Mm. I said, they're babies. And of course, they shut me up. Wow. That was the first time I spoke up. And I wanted us to get out of there. And I could see what was happening politically. But they told me not to attend any more press conferences. That's crazy. And then we came home, and I had a different opinion than when I went. Mm. And, you know, Uncle Ralph, my own brother was there. My 19-year-old brother was on cleanup. Cleanup was the soldiers that went into a village and cleaned up the mess, whether they had to kill people or get rid of the huts. It was not a nice job, and a lot of Vietnamese people got hurt in that. Mm. And Uncle Ralph did that. He was 19, and he was so upset. And just because I had stepped foot over there, he felt like he could talk to me about it. Right. And he called me and say, I can't do this. I can't do this anymore. You know, sometimes things happen and you don't believe they're real. I've had a lot of those. Did you feel like you got more into politics and into activism and stuff like that after? Definitely. I wanted him to come home, and I wanted all those boys in that area, and especially cleanups, to come home. They didn't need to do that. And nobody, no government should ask them to do that. Yeah. How about you with your activism? You're amazing. I have it on tape, you know. You speaking to the audience, giving your speech about Black Lives Matter and quietly and uniquely outspoken. That's what you are. I like that. I don't like screaming and yelling. (laughs) I don't like screaming and yelling either. I think you don't have to. Yeah. You lead by example, and you lead with your heart and soul, and you make it known who you are, and that's the best you can hope for with people. Very impressive. Yes. You you see, all these things have affected her. It does change a person's outlook on life. Absolutely. Don't you kind of get, like when she said, what was your relationship with Neil Armstrong? There's a lot of things left unsaid. Doesn't matter. It's her own business, what she wants to tell. But there's some depth to the woman. Yes. She's not just another pretty face. Exactly. These women in that era were portrayed as dumb blondes but she's got a depth to her. Yes, and she saw a lot about Vietnam, and it's a war that... That was an unpopular war. A very unpopular war. I think the only good thing that came out of that war was MASH. (laughs) Okay, Rita, next up, it's time for the last part of the show. Part five, there's no business like show business. (laughs) That's cute, Ellen. We're ready. I tried really hard not to go into film and TV. There are some really, really big shoes to fill, and it's like, it's a lot of pressure. 
So I majored in political science my first year of college. I was like, I'm gonna go into politics. But then the pandemic hit and I was writing a lot and we were watching movies and I was like, who am I kidding? Like, <laughs> this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I, I don't know why I'm fighting against it. Like, it was like, if you can't beat them, join them kind of feeling a little bit. Cause I was like, <laughs> it's big shoes to fill, but like, I'm just gonna walk alongside them anyways and we'll see what happens. <laughs> but yeah, I would love to work in film and TV forever. <laughs> I wanted to ask you what your number one advice is for young women going into the industry. Be careful who you train with. Pick the best. Put your money in the bank. Always have some extra cash. Keep good people around you. Stay close to the family that love you. And work really hard. I heard a story, and you can confirm or deny, <laughs> that your managers told you to turn down breakfast at Tiffany's. Turn down breakfast at Tiffany's. Turn down the Lenny Bruce story. She won an Academy Award. <laughs> Yikes. Turn down a few others that were pretty important, but something was happening at the time, like headlining in Las Vegas. And I loved it. It's not bad working with Tina Turner. and Yeah. So do you think things would be just like completely different if you didn't turn down things like that? Yeah. You know, I uh, was up for the Diane Keaton role in The Godfather. Coppola said I'd love to have her in the role. She's perfect. But She's too popular right now. Everybody would go, oh, that's Connie Stevens in that role. Mm -hmm. And he's right. It would have been wrong. But I would love to have done that role. I'm perfect for it. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's crazy. Yeah. We're going to do something together, too. Remember that psychic party we went to? Every room of the house had, like, at least five little tables set up. Crystals, palm readings, tarot cards. That's right. I remember going to this one lady. She was in her own private room, so I was like, she must be good. Right. You know? <laughs> she was like, is your grandmother here with you? And I was like, as a matter of fact, she is. <laughs> and she was like, I just see that you guys are going to do something together, like writing or a movie or something, and I was like, sold. I'm sold. <laughs> We're doing something together. <laughs> Absolutely, baby. I'd do anything with you. Uh, <laughs> we, like, weirdly work really well together. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Thank you, my sweetheart. Thank you. I love you, love you, love you. Love you so much. Yeah. Call me later. I'm going to call you right after this. Okay. Bye-bye. Very nice. Very nice. Lovely relationship. It's a lovely, it, it, very sweet it relationship. Really, she wound up, Connie, in a nice place. Surrounded by love, by loving children and grandchildren. And if that's the way that you wind up, that's the best. Exactly. It's a crazy life being in show business. Yes, but Rita, look at us. We're so normal. And we're in show business. We're in show business <laughs> because we're on this fabulous podcast. That's right. But listen, our pay is not their pay. <laughs> 
Why not? <laughs> Call Your Grandmother is a production of iHeart Podcast Network and Superb Entertainment. Our lead producers are Sheena Ozaki and Nora CB. Executive producers are Meryl Poster, Nikki Etor, and Anna Stumpf. Our managing producer is Lindsay Hoffman. Mastering by Bahid Frazier. Our theme song is by Anna Stumpf and Hamilton Lighthouser. Listen to Call Your Grandmother on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget, leave us a glowing five-star review. You wouldn't pick on a couple of old ladies and give us less than five stars, would you? We're not getting any younger, but leave us a review and we might get more famous. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.